Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. seen this video. I watch this video about once a week. Um, And every time I do, I have the same reaction. Um, Just to see all that is happening is amazing. Um, And so today, um, as we get ready to get in the message, I want to give you an update about what, what's, what's happening in the life of Foundations Church. What's going on? So if this is your first time here, i got to tell you, you probably couldn't have picked a better Sunday to check out Foundations Church and hear what's going on. Before I do that, i got to go quick, I know, today especially, because I have a whole lot to say. I have like seven pages of notes, and there's no way it's going to happen, Joel, of course. Um, there's no way. Um, so Joel would figure out a way, but there's no way, and that's not even in my notes, so I need to stay on target. Um, here, here's the first thing. The last, October 28th, the last Sunday of this month, this is going to be a Sunday where we start a new series called Snooze Button Christianity. Um, many of us have been putting on what we need to start getting on, um, putting off what we need to get busy doing. And we're going to be talking about growing equals changing. And if you know somebody that, man, you think, man, they need to hear a message that's just a salvation message about changing and becoming all that God has for them to be, there is going to be a powerful story shared that morning via video and a great message. This is your Sunday to invite that person as we start that October 28th. The first Sunday in November, I I don't even know the date, so I'm not going to pretend. Um, But the first Sunday in November, Merry Christmas, it's daylight savings time, the good one, where you get to fall back. Um, Some of you have different opinions, but you gain an hour. So, because everybody should be happy and awake, we're going to make that Friends Day here at Foundations Church. The first Sunday, there will be donuts, but we're going to do a message on becoming the friend that you ought to be and developing friendships that you should be developing. So, invite your friends. If they're, man, you've got friends, I've got friends, that they don't have that church connection yet. We want to equip you and help you to do that the first Sunday of November being Friends Day. So today, we're talking about busted boxes, and I want to give you an update what's happening at Kenya, because it's a big deal of what's happening here at Foundations Church. Um, that video said we had somewhere between 165, 168,000 come in. We're liars. We've actually had over $170,000 now come in, um, and we're trailing and really 
trying to aggressively achieve $200,000 to come in maybe before the end of the year. So something amazing and great is happening. Um, we are on church plant number five over there. Four has been built. Um, and so number five is going up right now. Yeah, so... <clears throat> And when I say church plant, it, it, we're not putting American pastors in the heart of the Maasai Mara area of Kenya and saying, go reach them, white boy, right? That makes no, makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. But we have people there that are pastors that have been trained. Kenyans that have been trained and all they've got homes and they are literally filling up huts with home churches and they just need a building to reach their village because the villages we're putting churches in, there are no evangelical churches uh, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so there will be villages of 7,000 people that have no church. And we are on village number five trying to change that and letting the reality become different right there in the Maasai Mara because I have a very strong conviction that Jesus and God don't, don't just love their American children, he loves all his children. Um, and we have a responsibility and the opportunity to make a difference in that area. And so it's just amazing to see what's going on. Another update is in November, we are going to be taking over our first team to put together the first playground over there at site number four that was being built that you saw. Steven said it's three, it was actually four. Um, but um, right there, it's already built up, and we've got a shipping container with playground equipment going that way, and we will be building the first playground right there um, to go along with it. There's going to be uh, <clears throat> water wells. We're actually trying to figure out a way to take the container and turn that into a makeshift medical clinic if it's possible, um, because all that is not even there. And the question is, why are we doing all this right by the churches. Why aren't we just putting a church and doing another church and another church and another church? It's simple because we want to make sure those churches aren't just uh, surviving, but they're thriving. What good is it for us to build six churches, but then three of them have closed, right? It doesn't do any good. We want to make sure that the church is the center of that village where there is laughter happening because there's playgrounds, where there is health and wellness happening because there's water wells, where there's education happening because that is hope for them and their future, right by the church, and then that their spirit is being ministered to and eternities are being changed. That is the goal. That is what we are doing. And I got to tell you, everything just keeps happening. When we decided to do this, this was all birthed out of prayer. I was in my bedroom, and this revelation came, and like, Justin, start churches in Kenya. I'm like, I don't know how to start churches in Kenya. God, what are you talking about? Like, I, how, right? I, I don't know. And so the only thing I knew to do was take my next step, and that was to call Stephen Kurt, who was in the video, because he had Kenya. He grew up in Kenya. He's a Kenyan, actually, even though he doesn't look like it. He's actually a Kenyan citizen, um, and he has all the relationships with the pastors, and so we started partnering together, and now other churches are partnering with what is started right here at Foundation Church of building schools and doing different things, um, and, and this, this awesome thing has happened, and if you would have told me two years ago that all that is happening in Kenya would be happening through Foundations Church, I would call you a liar. I'd be like, you're lying, you're stupid, there's no way, because I have no idea how to do that. I have no idea how to build a playground, right? You know this. 
I have no idea what to do with a water well. I have no idea how to do a medical center, makeshift medical center. I am not a doctor, thank God, um, because I would, yes, um, you would grow a tail when I was done with you. <laughs> but here's what I know, is that God has never asked you or me to be people doing what we're capable of. He's always called us to go after that which is a dream. And if your dream is something you are capable of, I've got news for you, that's no dream at all. Your dream has to have a heavy reliance on God doing his part and you being responsible to do yours. And Foundation Church, you are being responsible at doing yours. I love this quote. It says this, Christ wants not nibblers of the possible, but grabbers of the impossible. And I got to tell you, I want to live a life like that. I want to live a life that's not nibbling after what I am possible, but I am grabbing hold of what is impossible for me to do, what is impossible for us as a church to do. That's the church that we have been from day one. Man, there's no way we should be here 10 years later the way that we started and the method that we started. We had no money, we had no church, we had no building, we had no people, and yet 10 years later, we're still here. And I gotta tell you, this is the church we're not just going to be at one point and stage of our life. We're not going to start playing it safe now, but we're going to be the church that always tries to attempt the impossible and rely heavily on the Lord. I don't want to be scared to fail. What I want to be scared of is not trying. Right? Let's not be scared to fail. Let's be scared to not try. Failure, failure needs to be an option, Right? Failure needs to be like, okay, well, this isn't a guarantee, but it takes faith and it takes big steps of seeing what God wants to do. Here's what it says in Acts chapter 13, verse 47. It says, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. I love this quote by Carl Henry. He says, the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. And you and I, we have a responsibility, a commandment, to not make Foundation Church known to the ends of the earth, to not make Justin Graves, the pastor, known to the ends of the earth, to make Jesus Christ famous to the ends of the earth. And in a, in a society that is all about making yourself famous, what if we did the exact opposite? What if instead of building our platform, we built his? What if instead of just having a, a vision statement of we exist to make Jesus famous in all that we do, we actually live that out in every Sunday and everything that we do, and that is our passion. And we, you and I, have an absolute command to be passionate about being his representatives, about making him known to the ends of the earth. Luke 19.10, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, you hear me talk about this all the time, but it says this, for the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. Didn't say he came to find the ones that were acceptable, the ones that were rich, the ones that were like him. No, it says he came to find lost people and save them. This verse is taken right after he has told Zacchaeus, who is a tax collector, that everybody, every, he's like the Draymond Green, right? Everybody hates Zacchaeus. Like nobody likes him. It's true. It's like the most devious basketball player. Some of you are like, who's Draymond Green? Um, 
just, just watch. Um, anyways, <laughs> it's true. Anyways, um, and he says, you know what? I'm coming to your house to have dinner. I'm coming to your house to hang out. And it sent all the religious people in orbit. How could he? How, even the ones that weren't, even lost people are like, you can go, man, you can go eat with Zach? You can't do, you can't eat with Zach. He's like, that's going to give you a bad rap, Jesus. And he just says this. He knows what everybody's thinking, what everybody's saying. He says, no, 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 you, you, you've misunderstood why I'm here. I came to find lost people so they may not be lost anymore. I came that they might be saved. And the longer we go, Foundation Church, the more we need to understand God has not called us to build clean, tidy churches. He hasn't called us to build spectacular buildings. He hasn't called us to do, he's called us to be a place where lost people can come in that don't have it figured out and they are welcomed in this place, right? That man, they are loved, not judged. That we just love people so Jesus can change people. And that is our role, and that has to be our role, and that has to be something that we are passionate about. And I gotta tell you, I love, love, love the heart that we have for missions, what's happening in Foundations Church through Kenya and everything that's going on, but there's a warning that needs to happen because what I have seen happen so many times is sometimes we get really great as churches at reaching the world and investing in Kenya and doing all this stuff, but we forget about our home. And here's what I want us to understand. Don't get consumed with the world and forget the JJS of Tulsa. Don't get consumed with reaching the world and forget the JJS of Tulsa. It will make sense in just a second. Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. JJS, Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. Here's what I love about what Jesus said. Jesus didn't command them to go to the ends of the earth only, but he said, go right into your neighborhoods. Go right into your backyard. Jerusalem and Judea were where the, Jeru- were where the disciples were from. This was home. This was their people. This was their crew. This was their tribe. Whatever you want to call it, this, they, they knew Jerusalem. They knew Judea. Jesus is saying, hey, don't, don't just make me famous everywhere else. But make me famous where you eat. Tell people about me everywhere, especially where you eat, especially where you live, especially where you work, especially where you go, where people know you and they know your stuff. You don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be obedient. Right? And Jesus said, man, go to Jerusalem, go to Judea, and the disciples were cool with that. Like, okay, this is great. Jerusalem and Judea. JJ, I got this. But Jesus throws in Samaria. Now, this is a problem because the Jews hated Samaritans, right? The Good Samaritan. You're like, what? What about the Good Samaritan? That's a whole play on words that Jesus did on purpose. He's like, they were like, there's not Good Samaritans. Like, oh, yes, there is. 
Samaritan, the Samaritan woman begging for, for Jesus and the disciples are trying to get her away. It's because Jews could not stand Samaritans. They didn't like Samaria because these Israelites started intermarrying with the Assyrians. Once Israel got conquered in the northern kingdom of Israel, Jews started intermarrying with Assyrians and this is how the Samaritan culture came about. And so true Jews hated Samaritans. They actually called them dogs and half-breeds. And so when Jesus says, go to Samaria, here's what he's saying. Go to people you don't like. You're you're my witnesses to people that you don't like, that you despise and you don't think deserve a chance. Go to them. And here's what Jesus is telling us. He's saying, you know what? You got to go, and this is a command to go reach people in your neighborhoods. This isn't an option. This isn't the great, you know, it's called the great commission. It's not called the great opinion or the great option. No, no, no. You and I, we have a commission to go into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our workplace, where we're at, and to be his witnesses, as it says in the scripture, to tell people everywhere about him. And that includes your Samaria. That includes the Samaritans in your life. We got them, you got them, it's okay. Let's be honest here. You got people you don't like, I got people I don't like that I try to avoid talking to. I I get it. You're like, you're a pastor though, I get it. I'm a person too, there's some people I don't like. get on my ever-loving nerves. They're annoying, right? They're heathens. Like, they just laugh at me if I invite them to church. But can I tell you, the Great Commission is not just for the decent, but it is for the annoying and the heathen especially. The Great Commission's not just for the, for, the, for the people you like. It's for the people that annoy you. It's for the people that you despise. It's for the heathen, man. That's, that's who we're called. Keith Wright said this, lost people matter to God, and so they must matter to us. Man, do they matter? Are, are you actively reaching your neighbor? Are, are you really putting effort to be his witnesses everywhere you and I go because here's the real reality and the truth of it, Foundation Church. This is something the church is losing. We're, we're losing this. We're, it's not that we don't know. We're just losing the willingness to be his witness. Well, I don't want to come across as that person. I don't want to come across as annoying. I don't want to come across as a know-it-all. Have you paid attention to people during election cycles? Right? They will push their candidate, and I'm fine with that. They will push their candidate. They will wave their Republican sticker, their Democrat sticker, their Libertarian sticker, what, whatever sticker it is. They will talk about how your candidate's stupid and their candidate is the right thing, the right thing, the right thing, because they believe they have the right answer for the problems. Can I tell you, when you know, some, when you know the answer to something and you know it, it's hard to keep quiet, right? Like, very rarely did I know 
know the right answer in class, but you better believe if I knew it, I was spewing it. I was like, oh, I got this one. I got this one, teacher. Hit me, hit me, call on me, watch this. You know, I was, I was ready. And here's the deal, you and I have the right, and you may not know how to fix their marriage, but can I tell you, Jesus does. You may not know how to fix their heartbreak, but can I tell you, Jesus does. You may not be able to figure out their frustration, but can I tell you, Jesus does. You may not be able to, to, to fix their financial situation, but Jesus does. You may not know how to undo the shame and the hurt and the jadedness because everything has been done wrong to them. You may not know how to figure out the abandonment issues they have because they've been divorced and they came from a horrible household, but can I tell you, you and I have the answer. We know the answer, and it is Jesus Christ every time. We got it. And the reality is this, Foundation Church, you've been great at this. We believe found people find people, and you've been great at this. I think of people like the, the, the Myers that are awesome at inviting people, being found people that find people. I think of the Nichols. I think of all kinds of people. I think of the Lockneys. I think of all these different people that have just been great at being the found that find, and you drag people here. I... I, I Hudson Taylor said this, the Great Commission is not an option to be considered, it's a command to be obeyed. But here's the deal. You've been so good at this, we're at the beginning of fall break, that we're running out of room. Right? It's where we are. It's a good problem. There's bad problems. Bad problems is when nobody shows up. We got a great problem. We are running out of room in our kids' space. We had, even on our low, like we had a low, our low day now is like 6.01 on Labor Day, right? That's great. Our, our low days, we have like 20 to 23 two and three-year-olds on average in the two and three-year-olds. That's, that's a lot of two and three-year-olds. Do you want to volunteer? Do you want to serve yet? <laughs> and, and so what do we do, Right? What do we do? do we, well, some of you are like, we're, we're buying a building. We're, this is it. This is it. I knew it. I knew it. We're not buying a building. <laughs> we are, I just, I believe in being real honest and frank with you guys. I think you guys need it. We're looking, okay? Not, I'm not, we, we moved into this building to outgrow this building. And we're doing it. So we're, we're looking, we've been looking for a while, and we're actively pursuing wise avenues because we're not going to do something fast and stupid, okay? So, so trust us. I've got plenty. I would do something fast and stupid, but i got plenty of people around me like, Justin, it's $20 million, but we can fill the BOK Center. You know, I'm just calm. <laughs> That's me. And the reason you're laughing is because you all know it. But here's what's happening. It's, our church is very much like these boxes. These boxes are from my attic, and you cannot, they're, they're tearing. There's, there's no more room, right? There's, I can't even open this one. Um, there's, there's the weebles in here. Come on, somebody. Um, but some of you, are like my kids, are like, oh, I miss the weebles. Um, there's, there's no more room. These, these boxes are busting, and they're, they're, this is all the love letters I sent to Casey when we were dating. Um, there's, there's, there's no more room in these boxes. 
right? We got two boxes, we got two services, just not very much more room to cram stuff in here. And the reality for Casey and I is, we've got a lot of junk that one of us likes more than the other, it's her, and and we're not gonna throw it away because it has sentimental value. throw it away. She's not a hoarder. She does really, but my gosh. Anyways, what do you do? I, I'm not going to like throw all the stuff away and make Casey mad, right? I'm not going to throw stuff away of our kids' artwork and things that are important to us. What do you do? Because we're going to get more junk. We're going to, excuse me, we're going to get more things that are really important and valuable to us. And so we got to have a place for it. So what do you do? You get another box. I haven't looked in this box. It's been in my garage. I'm hoping that snake that's in my garage isn't in here. Um, you get another, you're welcome, Justin. You get another box. And Foundation Church, that's what we have to do. We have to get another box. And so I've been talking about this, and you need to know on June 6th, First Sunday, oh, excuse me, June, January 6th, that about got really bad. Like, you had one job, man, to communicate clearly what was happening. On January 6th, the first Sunday in January, we will be going to three services, Foundation Church. <laughs> Our service times will be, will affect this, it'll be 8.30, it's 30 minutes earlier, we'll have stronger coffee, okay? It'll be... <laughs> 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30. And why are we doing this? Is it just so Justin can, can prove to us he has energy and we want to try to wear everybody else out and all the other churches have three services that are successful, so we've got to keep up with the cool? No, I'm done trying to be cool. I haven't been cool ever. Um, so here's the deal. We're doing this so that the valuable resources, the lives that are coming into this place, we don't lose that we've got a place for them and their children and a place for them to sit and to come in here and experience the same thing you've experienced week after week, and that's just Jesus Christ. And so going forward, I've got a whole list of things, but I don't have time for it. We're gonna give you what this means for us because what it means is we're gonna need you to step up and serve, right? We've got a whole nother service we're gonna have to equip with people, with manpower, that we're going to have to just equip with serving. And I've got the numbers, and we'll go into that further, and we're going to check it off. It's going to be like, here's where we are. We need this many more people. Here's where we are. This is, we're going to need more people. And and here's the deal. We're excited, and I'm excited. I'm like, three services, give me some five-hour energy. I never take it, but let's see what happens. Let's get crazy, right? Let's, Let's go for it. I'll start stealing news bombs monsters or something, and we'll go after it. But, but here's the deal, and here's what I know. Some of us will hope someone does something, right? Oh, I hope, I hope they get enough volunteers. I hope that, that things go better and goes good. But, but can I tell you, feelings won't change anything. And here's the challenge. We have to be people of action, not just sympathy. We as Foundation Church have to be people of action, not just sympathy. David Livingston said this, sympathy is no substitute for action. 
And 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 through 11 says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever, amen. Let me say this, don't assume somebody else will do it. We need you to step. We've got about 72 to 60-something volunteers that we're gonna need. That's a huge number, right? Some of you are like, what, that many people? Can I tell you, that's a big number because we care that much about people. And if you came in this place and you weren't greeted and you weren't met, that means we need more volunteers and we need more people serving. And some of us, this is gonna sound harsh, and I don't mean it harsh, but it's just truth. Some of us have been consumers long enough. You can only come up to my house for so long and keep eating my food until I'm gonna give you a job to do, right? Like, some of us, we've been eating from the table long enough at Foundations Church, and you've been a consumer, and now it's time for you to take that next step and be a contributor. And not just to have a catchy saying, save people, serve people, well, I'm somebody serve. No, we need you to be one of the saved that's serving. And you need you not to hope, not to pray, not to be excited, but man, not to be a person of sympathy and apathy and excitement, but to be a person of action. Because here's what I know, everyone can do something. Everyone can do something. Ask Justin Turnbow if I could talk about this today. When I think of everybody that can do something, I think of his son, Keaton Turnbow. Now, if you don't know Keaton, this is a couple pictures of Keaton. Keaton was an amazing, amazing young man. Um, and I know Justin's still struggling, and Andrea's still struggling, and man, rightfully so, because what a great, great kid. But can I tell you, Keaton had a, a battle with a brain tumor, and he had setback after setback after setback. And at one point, he had... Uh, a stroke, and it just wiped out the right side, the use of the right side of his body. And once Keaton got back and, and kind of could function and move, when he would come here, Keaton was one of our greeters, and he would greet with Justin all the time. And what was amazing to me is Keaton, I was like, well, Keaton, go, go sit down. You know, that's what I was expecting. Not, not because he couldn't, just because I wouldn't be like, Phew. Huh, I can't even use this side of my body. Now Keaton, Keaton was outside greeting for as long as he could because he knew, man, people mattered. He had a great view on eternity and realized people mattered. Keaton had every reason to not, but he found his one reason to do it. Can I tell you, Blythe Fuller is the same way. Blythe is going through chemo right now, has setback after setback after setback. She's got every reason not to even come to church, much less to serve. And yet when it's Blythe's turn, as long as she is physically capable, you'll see Blythe with her little buzzed head, and she'll even let you pet it. Super soft. She's like, do you want to touch it? I was like, I really do. Um, <laughs> she's got every reason to not, but she finds her reason to do it. And you and I have a reason to serve, a reason to get involved. Because can I tell you, going to three services, man, we need your help. 
People say, well, pastors aren't supposed to say that you need your help. It sounds needy. I don't care. We're needy. We need your help. Let's be real. I think that's better. Let's go try to achieve the impossible. Right now, our attendance on average is somewhere between 600, 650, big days, we're 680, 700, and we're sitting people in the lobby during second service, right? It's great, but we're not gonna cap ourselves there just because we only have two boxes. No, no, we're called to keep fulfilling the great commission. So, so James chapter four, verse 17 says this, remember it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it, right? We know what we gotta do, we know what we ought to do, and so we're going to go and do it. So what am I asking today? It's simply this, keep being the find, found that find. Man, let's put a, a serious initiative on going up and we fill up three services and then you really create some problems for me, right? Trying to figure this whole thing out. Let's pack this church with people that are lost and hurting and just need Jesus. And just need people, because can I tell you, at the end of your life, what's going to matter are people's souls. Are people's eternities. And Foundation Church, you got this. But literally, it's crazy. If only half of us invited somebody, which half of us aren't just going to invite somebody and bring somebody, but only, only half, we're at 900 people. It's crazy. We've reached that many people, that many souls, that many stories have been changed for God's kingdom. But the other thing we're asking is that you step up and serve. And it's so easy. Just go to our Connect Center today. Sign up. Say, wherever you need me, except the two and three-year-old room, right? I mean, wherever, <laughs> wherever you need me. Because can I tell you, it's worth it. It's, it's about investing in people. We have a go-to gospel, but a habit of staying put. And that can't be foundations. Man, let's go. Let's serve. Let's invest, and let's see people's lives changed. I end with this. When I started talking to Charlie and Chloe about three services, I wanted to get their thoughts. I was like, you know, we're... we're running out of room, and like, it's awesome, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, that's good, because it means you don't hate church, you're not that PK, so that's good, um, and they just looked at me and said, hey, I'll serve three, whatever it takes to reach more people, and can I tell you, it just excited me, because I'm like, if they get it, I know you got it, let's do it, let's go reach more people, Christ wants not nibblers of the possible, but grabbers of the impossible. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all that you are doing. God, I thank you for what you are doing in this church, that our boxes are full, that they're at the busting point. Lord, I pray that we would not put it on cruise, but we would just keep the pedal to the metal. Man, we would, we would be passionate about reaching others because we know the answer. God, we know the answer, and that answer is you. And so, God, I pray that we would just live out the Great Commission with passion. God, the disciples turned the world upside down, not because they had lights, 
Not because they had haze machines or an awesome worship team or crafted sermons or great illustrations, but just simply because they were passionate about what you commanded them to do. And so God, I prayed that in the process of reaching Kenya, and I love what's happening there, but Lord, in the process of that, we would not forget to reach home. We'd not forget to be your witnesses to the JJS God, but we would go to the people right in our neighborhoods, right at our work, right in Samaria. Lord, the people we don't even like, but Lord Jesus, we realize it's not about who we like. It's not our job to qualify people to come to a relationship with you. It's just our job to be obedient to what you've commanded. So Lord, I pray that we would not try to wiggle out of this. God, we would fulfill the great commission right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's people lost and hurting that need you. God, I pray that we wouldn't just be an excited church, but we would be a church that's about serving because, Lord, our ability to reach people was directly tied to our willingness to serve people. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be willing to serve, that we would be people not just of sympathy, but of action in this place and that as we get ready to leave in just a little bit, that there would be action to this message and we would sign up to serve so that we can simply reach more people and we can have more boxes available to contain and to reach and to hold the valuable resources that you bring into Foundations Church. Lord, I love what you're doing. I love what's happening in the heart and the church at Foundations. And I pray right now that you would do the impossible and that we would be those people that grab and launch after the impossible. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, if you're here, and you say, Justin, I'm here, and I don't need know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you that chance. This morning you may be here, and maybe you're just not where you need to be in your relationship with him. When I count to three, if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. We're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. That's it. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to lead you into another room. We're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life because we believe God sees a hand and he changes a heart. If that's you, when I get to three, just raise your hand right where you are. One, two, three. Is there anyone today? You say, that's me today. There's one hand. Is there anyone else? You join this. There's two hands. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. You say, Justin, that's me today. And I need to join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further. Yeah, I see your hand in the back. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else? Man, if you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up. But I ask for your forgiveness. God, I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can we give these three individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, this morning we've got several people getting baptized. I think two this morning. 
Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.